Welcome to the Free Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Miles. The Free Lawyer Podcast is designed for the lawyer, entrepreneur, or professional who is in some way unfulfilled, stressed, or stuck, and is looking for something better. We will discuss various blocks that limit us from achieving the personal freedom that we all desire, but have not yet fully experienced. And we will give actionable steps to free yourself from them. Are you looking to achieve a new level of success? If so, this podcast is for you. Before we get started with our message today, I'm really excited to let you know I've now released my first book, Breaking Free, A Guide to Achieving Personal and Professional Freedom as a Lawyer. I'm dedicated to helping you find the success and freedom from stress and burnout in your practice. Breaking Free gives you the tools and actionable steps that allow you success and fulfillment in ways you never thought possible. You will see how to overcome the stress and overwhelm you feel, and to achieve a life of freedom, joy, and success. I will leave a link in the show notes where you can purchase it. I hope you enjoy reading Breaking Free as much as I have enjoyed writing it. Now to the rest of our episode. Hey folks, thanks for being here today. I am so excited. I have with us today Aaron Gurner. We've become friends through an initial LinkedIn connection. Uh, We both share a passion for helping lawyers be as successful as they can. Aaron formerly was in big law and in-house and now has a passion for helping women lawyers get connected and be successful. Aaron, how are you today? I am so great, Gary. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I love our chats. It's going to be fun. Yes, it will. Aaron, tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today and, and what do you do now? Oh my gosh, Gary, that might need to be a podcast in and of itself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll, take the, we'll take the Reader's Digest version. Let's do the Reader's Digest version. No, so I um, graduated from law school. I did all the things I was supposed to do. I graduated at the top of my class, You know, checked all the boxes, went to big law, um, drank from the fire hose, um, got laid off during the 2008 recession, and quickly realized that I was in a space that I was wholly unprepared for. Um, and after that big, uh, big law job, I went in house. Just a second. You're in a space you're wholly unprepared for. Tell me what that means. What, What does that mean? That means that it was very quickly evident that law school does not prepare you to be a lawyer in real life. It prepares you how to think like a lawyer. And that's super great and productive, but it does not teach you how to practice law. And you are wholly unprepared when you are just dropped into the deep end and expected to swim with little to no mentorship, little to no guidance. You know, as a young baby lawyer, that is, to me, for me, it was crippling. It, it was it was so overwhelming that it was crippling. Yeah, that that is so true. Law school does not prepare us how to be lawyers. And some firms are better than others in mentoring. Um, but generally we don't get a whole lot of training there. And so we feel so overwhelmed because we don't know what we're doing or how to do it. We're afraid to ask because we want to look stupid, you know? Correct. And then the other thing is they don't teach us how to, uh, run a business. If it's a smaller firm or build a book of business, all of a sudden we hear we're supposed to do that. We know nothing about that. We just know how to handle cases at that point. So what do you do today, Aaron? 
what I do today is I am the founder of a company called Powerhouse Lawyers, and that company was built out of the ethos of really what I just mentioned, my lack of mentorship, the lack of community and connection that I did not have when I was practicing law. I am a true believer that together through community and connection that female lawyers can not only succeed in law, but thrive in law. We practice law differently. The logistics of our life as moms, as women, as high achievers is different than it looks like for men. And that's not what we're here to discuss on this podcast. It's just, it, it's, it's just true. It's, they just logistically have different things that they have to work through and through community and connection, when you can find resonance with other female lawyers who want to grow and scale and also want to help you grow and scale and everyone can combine their different skill sets magic can happen. So that is why I created Powerhouse Lawyers. It is a community for female lawyers to come together, build, grow, scale. I host retreats, um, which is the in-person part of this that I do, which is life-changing. I know that I'm the facilitator of this retreat, but as someone who was searching for this her entire legal career, to then watch it happen in real life, um, in real time has been you know, it has really just been so impactful on my life and I want more of it. Every female lawyer deserves a space like the powerhouse lawyers to get out of her busy life, to come think, relax, realign with women who are in the same space in their journey, and then to come and learn how they can improve their practice, leave there with an action plan and a support system to gain massive momentum in their life and their business. It changes everything. Your passion for empowering women lawyers is is so powerful. I, I hear it. What inspired you to start Powerhouse Lawyers and, and to focus on this mission of empowering female lawyers? Well, it's interesting that you asked that, Gary. And I think that um, it's, I really, this is important that I, and I want to share this because this Powerhouse Lawyers almost was never anything because like many lawyers, I struggle with imposter syndrome. And there was a part of me, um, I had been in entrepreneurship for many years. I had built a brand with another company. And then I decided to step out on my own and build Aaron Gurner's brand. I started coaching, not lawyers, but I was co in the coaching sphere. And I had a, I had my own coach who I will always have a coach. I practice what I preach. She reflected back to me, Aaron, and why are you not helping female lawyers? And my immediate response to her was, I can't help lawyers. I'm not a lawyer anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right? What a lie. That is imposter syndrome. That is absolutely not. It's a lie. Right? But I had told myself that story because I had walked away from the profession that I somehow was not a lawyer and that I was not qualified to empower these women with the knowledge and experiences that I had collected over the years when I knew in my heart that I could. So it was really having a coach reflect back to me and me seeing that so clearly and then just starting to take action. Because once I started to take action and just took a small baby step and said it out loud, it was like, everyone was like, Aaron, where have you been? We've been waiting on you to say this. We've been waiting on somebody to do this and it's you. So thank you for stepping forward. Wow, that's wonderful. And I want to highlight what you said, and particularly to all those who are listening today. Aaron and I are both coaches. 
We coach other lawyers to be as successful as they can. And we believe in the concept of coaching. But Aaron was inspired to be as successful and be of such service to you female lawyers as she is today because a coach inspired her to do that. Her coach saw in her a future she did not see in herself. And I've had the same experience. I started this podcast because my coach said, you should have a podcast. And I said, I am too old to have a podcast. No one wants to listen to an old guy on a podcast. That's for young people. He said, look, you have 45 years of experience. You have that much wisdom, that many failures, that many successes to share. A 30-year-old lawyer only has eight years of experience. And, and I thought, you know, he helped me to reframe that. He saw in me a future for coaching and podcasting and writing a book now that I didn't see in myself. And I've seen with my students, my clients, and I'm going to ask you if you've seen the same, where I see in them a future for them that they don't now see. And part of the service you provide, I suspect, is to help them wrap their arms around that vision of their future that you see for them. It really is. I think that is my superpower. That's part of the gift that God gave me is to be able to really see people and to pull out the superpowers in them and reflect them back to them so that they can then utilize those superpowers to go out and just crush life and law. Sometimes we don't realize what our superpowers are. We've gotten so busy in the everyday grind that we don't realize the things in our life that are always highlighted to us that we're good at, that people come to us for, that people are always asking us about. We just we kind of, you know, knock that off to just maybe a coincidence or like people always are asking me the same question. We're never aware enough to say like, maybe that's part of my superpower. Maybe that's how I can really help and impact people. Maybe that's how I can help grow my firm, help impact my clients with that stuff. Well, one of the ways you help your clients is you see in them, their talents and their abilities that sometimes they don't give themselves credit for. Maybe because of imposter syndrome, or fear or whatever. It is. And I think that, you know, as lawyers, we have succeeded so much. We've done so many things well. And then when you start to think a little bit outside of the box, right? Like maybe I could do this, or this sounds like a really neat path. The immediate fear is, is how would I do that? I cannot do that. I'm not qualified to do that. Right. Even though all the evidence is there that you are right. Like we're wickedly talented. We have an analytical mind. We've, we've been taught, you know, how to think like no other people have been able to think, but we've been taught that there's only one way. And so when you've heard that so many times, but you start to dream outside of the box imposter syndrome and fear and the how will I ever do that starts to creep in and it paralyzes us because when you get stuck in the how and you don't know the answers, that is when people stop. When we really just need to start asking, who do you know that can help you answer those questions and help you take the first step? Well said. One of the things I know you talk about is the importance of putting ourselves first and establishing boundaries. Tell me how that's helped you and helped your clients. Well, that's been very big for me because I am a recovering people pleaser and I am the person who initially in my business thought the quicker I responded, the more I responded, the more I was available, that made me a better coach, that, that made me better than the next person. Like if I was willing to be accessible all the time, then that somehow was benefiting me. 
but that is not benefiting me. I've learned very quickly, especially with my personality and being a CEO and a mom and having lots of balls in the air that I have to have boundaries. I have to put parameters on my schedule on what I say yes and no to so that I can be fully present in all of the pockets of my life that I need to be fully present for. If I've poured out my whole cup to somebody else, then I cannot show up for my clients. I cannot show up for my kids. And most importantly, I cannot show up for myself. I like the concept of pouring out your own cup. Um, I heard Joe, Cody Schuin, who's written a great book called Everyday Legacy. He talks about, it's not a matter whether the cup is half empty or half full. You need to have it full because it's only when it overflows that you have something left to give other people. And I think it's important. It's so hard for all of us to establish boundaries and particularly younger lawyers who are striving to be successful. They want to say yes to every assignment. And then they say, yes, it's, and they're overwhelmed. And that kind of brings- And their work suffers, you know, their work suffers and their mental health suffers. Yeah. Without boundaries, that, that happens. So, so many lawyers I talk to, and I'm sure you've seen the same struggle with being overwhelmed and having this work-related stress. What strategies or techniques do you use with your clients to help them manage that better to not be so overwhelmed? Right. Overwhelm, I it is so prevalent and persistent with my clients in the law. And it's very understandably so, right? Like we are dealing with a high level, lots of moving parts, all of that kind of stuff. But overwhelm lives in our brain and the thoughts get on repeat in there and they start running on a treadmill in our brain. And if you don't get them out and try and organize them into some sort of on a piece of paper or a to-do list or a brain dump or a time management system, they're just going to continue to live there. And then you're just going to add stuff. Like when you're walking down the stairs, you'll be like, oh, I didn't hang that picture frame. And it just adds, it just, you can feel the anxiety start to rise and when you cannot breathe. So two of the exercises that are super impactful for my clients are one, a brain dump. And it sounds very simple, but I have them do it in a specific way. We brain dump for work, we brain dump for the house, we brain dump for the kids, we what brain, does that dump. brain dump look like. So that literally looks like you. I'm actually coming out with a workbook, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, it literally looks like you taking your journal and just it doesn't even have to be fancy. You just write work on the thing and you just list out every single thing for work. I have prompts. Who do you need to email? Who do you need to call? Who do you need to message? Who do you need to follow up with? And it gives you the prompts and you put it all down there. And then you can go and say, then you can look at that list and say, what can I eliminate? What can I delegate? What can I postpone? And what is actually mine? What are the top three, for instance, what are the top three things? Or in another instance, what are the top easy things? Three easy things I can do right now. See how you can break down your brain dump to where it then works for you. You can take all of that information and actually look at it and give it an honest evaluation and start taking action on it. So it's not in your head anymore. A lot of my clients do it on Friday afternoons for work and that becomes their to-do list for Monday. So I they've think organized it before they've left the office. When we let it filter through our mind, we just kept thinking, oh, we got those 30 things. We get them down on paper and we figure out what we can do first and what we can get rid of quickly and what our paralegal can help us with, then we're really making progress. I know that one of the hallmarks of what you do for your clients is you host retreats. Tell me about the retreats. Why are they important and, and how do they help your clients? 
So the retreats were born out of so many conversations that I was having with all of these powerhouse female lawyers while I was building the foundation of my company. And I had this thought, one is actually almost been a year ago to myself, why are all of these women not in a room together? Because all I could think was if I put all of these women in a room together, we could just step back and let the magic happen. Like it would be next level. So then I said, well, how can I do that? Or is anybody already doing that? And they're not. And so I don't know the Holy Spirit working through me. I don't know, Gary, but I got on Airbnb or VBRO or whatever I was on that day. And I booked a house in Wimberley, Texas for May of last year. And I was like, I'm going to fill it with eight female attorneys. And the purpose of me doing this is because I know that these women need to get out of their hectic life in law. They need to get into an environment where they can think, get quiet, realign, dream. What do you actually want in this next season? And then I'm going to bring in people to help you supplement that industry experts that are going to give you the latest tips and tricks that are going to teach you how to be more efficient and more profitable, that are going to teach you money mindset, that are going to teach you how to, you know, up-level your business development and attract your ideal clients. All of the social media, you know, all of the up and up things that you can just add as a little cherry on top in your tool belt. And then you're going to mastermind with all of the brilliant women in that room who are then getting you into an action plan of, that doubt turns into, hell yes, I can. That imposter syndrome is, I am capable. I don't know how, turns into the who is in this room right now. And so you can walk out and the, the momentum that's been created from these women, these last two retreats is unbelievable. I talked to a client at the end of last year. She's added nearly 50 new clients. She has five wow. employees. Um, her business, I mean, it is literally like so much business that she did not even know what to do with this year. And she started by herself in December of last year. So that is after going to two retreats. Like that is the kind of momentum. We just need people in our lives to remind us who we are, what we're capable of and what is possible. One thing I want to add to what you say, because I see how that worked for her and the other clients is so many times folks are too busy and they worry about the expense. But for everyone listening today, I want you to know that you're worth it and you deserve it. You deserve investing time in yourself and investing some money in yourself because the rewards are astronomical. You can't even imagine how much you will gain from working with someone like Erin and going on one of her retreats. And the ROI is for a lifetime. This is not just a three-day experience and you leave and then like life resumes to normal. Life will never be the same again after that. You are operating differently after you leave that retreat and it will never be the same again. Once you start to level up, then you just keep leveling up. You're not going back to the old ways. Aaron, I know you emphasize the concepts of worthiness and deservingness and capability. How do those concepts translate into real actions and outcomes for your clients? Well, I think that it is really a lot of it is, is healing the parts of us that don't believe that we are worthy and really getting to the nitty gritty of what part of us, what version of us most of the time in childhood does not believe that we are worthy or associates accolades, 
you know, encouragement, acknowledgement, all of these stuff as being worthy, right? We've got to separate where that's happening and heal that part because we're worthy. It doesn't, regardless of what we do, right? It's, it's really having them take a step back. I have them make what I call my powerhouse list, their powerhouse list. And it is literally every single thing that they've accomplished in life and their business, probably stuff that they haven't even told anybody. Like I freaking had two C-sections and walked down the hall five hours later, like that, like that kind of stuff. And when you forget who you are and when you are thinking, I am not worthy, I am not capable, who am I? You go back and read that and you read it to yourself in the third person. Aaron did this laundry list. Is she a person who is not capable or worthy of succeeding in this? No, the answer to that is no. And it is just constant reaffirming of yourself and retraining our brain, rewiring our brain to it's a different kind of worthiness, right? We are worthy just because we are and because God made us worthy in his image. And that's it. Yeah. So I, I think some people forget that they deserve to be happy and free and successful because they get so stuck in the, uh, the grind of everyday, everyday work. I love the concept you talk about too, about being the CEO of our, our life and of our profession, of our success. So often we think how we work for others. We don't think about putting ourselves first. What are some practical steps that a lawyer could take to start making herself the CEO of her own life and her own career? The first thing I always tell my clients, I ask them, what brings you joy? What are the things that bring you joy and make you happy? And we need to start doing that again. We need to start making space for joy and happiness and things that allow you to disconnect and to think, because that's the first step is getting quiet with our thoughts and realizing what is coming up and then differentiating what is true and what is not true. Right. But we're so busy. The noise is so loud in our head. It's like riding in the car with the volume on high. You can't hear. You have to turn down the volume. And once you start adding joy, things that make you feel good, you start feeling good. You start thinking positive thoughts. You start taking positive action and you want more of that. That is such a simple, easy, mostly free way to like get yourself out of this valley that you are in and get yourself back into a positive thinking mindset. Also gratitude, write down five things you are grateful for every single morning. There's like some chemical balance thing that goes on when you practice gratitude every single day. It like turns on some neuron in your brain, it like, sure or something like I'm not here to discuss science, but it's, I read it somewhere. We can pull up the article, but it really does. So practicing gratitude, bringing in joy. And then from there, we can start to, you know, decrease the overwhelm, get into action, get an action plan, building the confidence, you know, the small, simple steps over time that build the confidence, keeping promises to yourself, um, setting, you know, small, simple, realistic goals. So then you can start building on that and, you know, we were like, wake up and be like, I only lose 50 pounds. I'm going to work out five days a week. No, you're not. No, you're not. We need to start where you can succeed and then build on that. You know, finding joy in our life is so important. I think sometimes folks are just so, so busy and they never really step back to say, what's important to me? You know, how much money do I need to make? 
how much time do I want to have with my family? Do, do I want to have independence over my own practice or, or work in a bigger firm? We don't really think about those things. And when we can find what gives us joy and then find some time for it, whatever, it might be taking a long walk at night with the dogs, whatever it might be, find some time for it. Have you seen some common mindset obstacles that women lawyers particularly face and how do you help them overcome them? A lot of them is, it's, it is so interesting to me. And I guess it's actually really not that interesting because it is a reflection of, and I resonate with this so much. It is, they do not think they're capable. They get stuck in the how of how am I going to go to this next step? I want this. Like I, I see this, like I want the job flexibility. Maybe you want to go out on your own. Like maybe you want to, you know, need to hire an employee, whatever it is. They get stuck in the, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Like, maybe that's not for me. Maybe I just stay where I am, where I know things are working instead of getting uncomfortable to move there. That is, and a lot of that is that getting stuck in the how, but once you stop asking yourself how and start asking yourself who you take so much pressure off of yourself, right? Stop asking Al and start asking who. Explain what that what you mean by that. Yeah. So a lot of us, when we set goals, let's just say, for instance, okay, let's just use losing weight for like, for whatever. Okay, so I'm going to lose 50 pounds by the summer. And I'm sitting here and I don't have a gym membership. I've never worked out before. You know, I don't know anything about nutrition. And so I am like, well, crap. Like, how am I going to do that? Like, I can't even do that. Like, where am I going to go to the gym? How am I going to find someone to work out with? How am I going to get a meal plan? And when you start asking yourself all those questions, things become really hard, really fast. And you're like, well, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe it shouldn't for me. Maybe it's just too complicated. But if you say, okay, who can I ask? Maybe I ask my friend where they go to the gym. I wonder if they go to the gym at the same time as me. Maybe we could be accountability partners. I also was thinking of my friend, Sam. He knows a woman who's like a dietitian. I wonder if he could put me in touch with her and she could help me figure out my nutrition, right? We start asking who, because you know who's in your circle. You, We just get so afraid to ask because we feel like we're being an imposition, right? Like we think that's encroaching on people's lives. But what we really don't understand is that nine times out of 10, people want to help. People oh, absolutely. Help you. People are honored when they're asked for help. Yes. So if we switch from who, who to asking who, we can figure out the how. The who answers the how. Right. So that is why the Powerhouse Lawyers Retreat is so incredible because the how of how you're going to the next level is in the room. It's already in the room. I've brought you the how I've brought, or, you know, I've brought you all the who I've brought you all the people to mastermind with and the professional expertise people. So you've got all everything you need. That's wonderful. What advice would you give women lawyers who may be listening to you today who are struggling to find happiness and fulfillment and success in their career, who feel stuck and overwhelmed and frustrated and underappreciated? I want you to start asking yourself a lot of questions the quality of the questions that you ask yourself is directly proportional to the quality of your life. What do you want your life to look like in five years? What job do you want to be working at? Who do you want to be working with? Where do you want your office to be located? 
who do you want? Who, or if you're not married, do you want to be married? Do you want kids? Where do you want to be living? What's your church community look like? What does your friend circle look like? Asking yourself specific questions to get clarity of desire. Because right now it's so overwhelming. You're unhappy. You don't know what end is up. But once we start to actually ask ourselves questions and get clear on where we want to go, then we can start taking action and simple movement in that direction. So my advice to you is to just stop, to get still, and to take some time to start answering some honest questions. And ask yourself again. A lot of times we say like, okay, what do you want? Where do you want to be working? Oh, well, I want to da, 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 which is exactly what you think you're supposed to be doing. That's not the honest answer. I want you to ask again, is that really true? Is that what you really want? Right? You have to think about showing up every day to somewhere. Is that what you really want? And answering that honestly, once we get honest with ourselves, we can start taking action on the things that we actually want to accomplish. That That's so, so important. But one thing I want to add to that is sometimes I find folks aren't so good at being honest with themselves because their thoughts are clouded by what someone may want for them or, or by maybe I have this prestigious job that I don't like, but it's prestigious. And what I think is really important, sometimes people feel alone in that process. They don't have someone to talk to, someone who can help them have clarity and confidence. And so I would add to what Aaron just said, find someone you could speak to and um, someone like Aaron, for example, would be fantastic to help you work through those things and figure out what you're really looking for, what would make you happy, what there's so many things you can do in law, what will you find fulfilling, and someone like Aaron can really help you to find that. Yeah, it's my greatest passion because I truly believe that women in law don't have to just survive. I think that they can thrive. I don't want women feeling like they need to exit their profession after seven or eight years like I did. I don't want the same thing for those for those women. Like I want them to be able to successfully practice law the way that feels good to them. You know, we talk a lot about community and connection. I know that's really important in, in what you do for your clients. How does community and connection help to empower the women lawyers you work you work through? It's honestly, it's everything. I think as female lawyers, um, it's been very, or at least for me, it's been very difficult to find resonance with women in the law who like just get you. I think there were, especially when I was practicing, the generation of women above me had no interest in mentoring me. Like it, it that just, that wasn't happen. It was like, I suffer, you suffer. And that was really the That's narrative. That's really sad. I've heard that a lot. That's so sad. It is. It is really sad. And they were moms and, you know, you would just, I don't know, I look back on that and just think about how much impact those women could have had on the next generation if they had just approached it differently. Um, but, you know, that's why we are here to do things differently. That's why I am speaking up. That's why I'm here to do things differently. Because what I have seen, when you can literally resonate with women who just get you, it is like, where have you been my whole life? Because you can't just go to dinner with your girlfriends. We need to have community. This is the other thing I want to qualify. When I say community, you need to have different facets of community. You can have your church community. You can have your parents' community. You can have community with your kids and in kids' sports. But you also need to have community with your business and where you are and the people who are doing the things that you want to do. 
And that's really hard for female lawyers. Like you just don't go out to dinner with like your mom's group and talk about, you know, the case you argue today and the judge did this and I had a client do this and, you know, all this, you know, all this stressful stuff that happens in our job just on a day-to-day basis and managing our lives that we don't even really feel like anyone cares about, honestly. It's like, who am I going to talk to about that? But then you meet these women and you're like, oh my God, they get me. Like, I'm not weird or loud or like the smart know-it-all person. Like I felt in so many situations where I had to play small, like don't be too smart. Don't be too loud. Don't act like you know everything. Right. But that's a story that had been just ingrained in me over time. Like don't be that girl. But we are, we can be that girl. We don't have to be obnoxious, but we can find our people and be that girl and step up and be loud and say, this is who I am. This is where I'm going. And I'm bringing all these sisters in the law with me. Connection and community has literally transformed more lives I have seen in the last two years than anything. I mean, to me, that is the key in 2024 to growing your business practice in life. And you can probably share this with a thought of one of the students or clients you've had, but I've seen so often what holds lawyers back is they feel like they're the only one. No yeah. one feels like me. I have no yeah. one to talk to. I'm alone. I'm working in this firm of many, but I'm in my office toiling away. No one gets me. No one understands me. I'm all by myself. There's no one like me. And when right. they join a community, they realize, oh my gosh, look at all these people. They're they're like me. They have the same fears, the same successes, the same joys, the same obstacles, right? It's life-changing. I mean, these women after the first retreat, we'd only like been there a couple hours, went to bed, got the next morning at breakfast. They were like, oh my gosh, when are we doing this again? It was like teenagers. Like we would all were like, oh my gosh, where have you been my whole life? There is just something so special that happens when you get together with women who freaking get you and want to see you grow and win and want to support you to do that. Aaron, that's beautiful. Um, you know, I call this podcast The Free Lawyer, and I call it because it's all about how we can find true personal freedom in our profession. In your life, Aaron, what does personal freedom mean for you? Personal freedom to me means getting to choose who I spend my time with, what I spend my time doing, who I get to impact, who I get to empower. Happiness to me is the health of my family, of my daughters, of my husband, of myself. It is me feeling happy and content with the work that I am doing and the women that I am impacting. That is freedom. It's not about dollars in the bank. Those will come if you are doing this work first. Like that is what true freedom is to me, is living out my purpose and impacting the people that I am supposed to impact in the way that I want to do it. Aaron, I, I love that. It all began with the questions you laid out. Who do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? Who do I want to be doing it with? And that's what you help your clients focus on because so often they're so busy working so hard, they don't take time to really think about those important questions. They don't. And sometimes they just don't even think, think it's possible. They've convinced themselves that it's not possible, that it just has to to be this way. And it doesn't have to be this way. 
not in 2024, when there are so many ways to practice law, not in 2024. There is always a different and better way. You just have to choose to decide that I am going to choose differently and then seek out the mentors that can help you get there and to be asking yourself the right questions. Wonderful. Aaron. for any of the women out there who are just so taken by all you shared today, who want to get in touch with you and learn more about how you can help them, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, so you can find me. I'm Erin Gerner, E-R-I-N-G-E-R-N-E-R on all social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. You can also head on over to my website, eringerner.com. If you're interested in the Powerhouse Lawyers Retreat, that is happening February 28th through March 3rd. Um, a seat's got your name on it. If you want it, you can head on over, like I said, to my website, erringerner.com. Click on register now and get signed up um, or book a call with me if you're interested in coaching. But yeah, I'd love to chat. For those of you who are listening, that retreat is really just around the corner, just a couple of weeks away. And I really, you, you may be thinking to yourself, I don't have the time. Um, I'm too busy. I can't take a couple of days off work to do it. But I would suggest that you really reconsider that. I think going to this retreat with Aaron could really be life-changing for you and allow you to find joy and freedom and fulfillment in the practice of law that might've been escaping you for some time. So for those of you listening, reach out to Aaron. She can really help you. Oh, Gary, I appreciate that so much. It really is life-changing. There are testimonials all over Instagram, all over my website that can attest to the life-changing experience that this retreat has impacted every single woman who's gone before you. So um, the evidence is there and I'd be honored to have you. Well, thank you so much, Erin. You're really dynamite. I love the service you give to women lawyers. They deserve you. And, and you can help them so much. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Gary. And for all of all you do and for sharing your 40 plus years of legal experience, I think that you are one of the most valuable assets that we have just to be able to frame things and to, you've got so much experience and I'm just so honored to be on this show and to be friends with you. So thank you for having me on. Thank you, and I appreciate you. And to all of you listening, thank you so much for being here today. It was a very special episode. And as always, please be well be safe, and be free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Free Lawyer Podcast. Wherever you are listening, if you enjoyed what I shared, please leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate hearing more about what you like best and what topics you might like me to cover in future episodes. If you are interested in experiencing a more fulfilling and a more successful life, please contact me at www.garymiles.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you, your challenges, and your dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day. Thanks to all of you for your support.